Here we are at the Friday Night Movie Podcast at Gamer Comic Expo. We have an amazing, amazing celebrity guest here. We have the heiress to the Dark Knight, <laughs> Athena Finger, her grandfather, Bill Finger, as seen in the recent Hulu documentary, is one of the creators of Batman and the whole Batman universe. It is a tremendous honor to have you here. Athena, welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, you are now part of the Friday Night Movie family. <gasps> Okay. Which is great since your family has probably contributed just a little bit more to the pop culture world than us. So well, Bill actually wrote two sci-fi movies in the 60s. Oh, wow. Okay, so this is what I would love for you to tell us a little bit about Bill because our okay. listeners who are huge movie fans, I'm sure, are not read in on his incredible contributions to pop culture. Oh, well, it was pretty significant. If you know a character named Batman... <laughs> Thing. You know most of his work. <laughs> uh, um, he also, he didn't just do Batman. Um, he was also the co-creator of the original Green Lantern and of Wildcat. Oh, wow. Um, so he also wrote for Superman and many other titles for DC. He also wrote for Timely, which is now Marvel. So, I mean, he, he wrote wherever he could. So, so what do you think he would say right now where you know i grew up as a comic book kid so for me the comic book heroes have always been the the legends the 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 mythology of my child that and star wars but now it is the entire world's mythology what would he say now oh i am i think he would be kind of taken back a little bit with the I don't know, such the impact on culture. And, and like you said, it's the new mythos. It's the new religion. It's taken over religion in a way. Although a lot of these characters originated from religion in yeah. some way, or it's just kind of morphed into something that's more relatable to our generation and to younger generations. So um, I think you'd be a little uh, overwhelmed um, I think he would definitely be in awe of the popularity and the fandom and, and the fans in general. I mean, they're the ones that have made it last for 80 years. So Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Now, Batman, if you, I would say on any given day, if you ask anybody who their favorite comic book hero is, whether they're familiar or deeply familiar with comics, Batman's going to get the most votes. Most likely. Most likely. I mean, I'm a. I would say I'm a Spider-Man guy. Spider-Man is my personal favorite, but Batman's gonna be in my top ten. I mean, like it's not like Batman, and most people are gonna say Batman, especially if you talk within the DC universe. Why do you think Batman is the one that that means so much to people? Well, really, it's because he's a human. Ah, that's a really good point. You know, um, right, I mean, we're not power. all billionaires, but I mean, if you really <laughs> wanted to fight for justice, I mean, we're not from another planet. We're not mutated in some genetic way. We're not, you know, we haven't had these other things happen to us to make us quote unquote super. Um, he's just a guy. And yeah, and I think there's an element of choice there, right? Of, yes. of being able to like, well, I have these resources, I have this privilege, what am I going to do with it? Right, and am I going to be a spoiled brat, or am I going to do something that's going to better my community? So That's very cool. Okay, so there have been so many incarnations of Batman. This you, is true. 
We've got Adam West, Batfleck, um, uh, the the amazing voice acting um, done by Kevin Conroy. You've mm-hmm. got um, uh, Christian Keaton. Christian Bale, My, Michael Keaton. Did I miss it? Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Clooney, even Clooney. Clooney. <laughs> Having great actors. Yeah. And, and, um, and I don't fault Clooney no, for no, what no. happened. Not That's Clooney. not his fault. Even Val Kilmer, his movie didn't get very good reviews, but I thought he did a great job. I enjoyed that movie a lot. Even Ben Affleck, like, people hated him as I loved him as I, the character. I liked Batfleck. I thought he was I thought he was so, so you know why? Here's my theory. Tell me this is I'm I'm being bold here. Okay. I think that as good as you need a great Batman, you need a great Bruce Wayne. Yes, and he did both very, very well. Like, to me, Michael Keaton was the first, like, other than uh, Adam West, was the Bruce Wayne I really first ever saw. So he's got, even though I'm not sure how much he really is like Bruce Wayne, he's my Bruce Wayne on so many levels. Yes. Because he's so fun for me to watch. So I've always, I've always liked, if you have a great Bruce Wayne, then... The other, the other guy's the guy in the outfit with a scratchy voice, but it's right. you got to know who's under the mask. Yes. Oh, and that I mean, a lot of people love Christian Bale. Um, I think more they love the Nolan films because Nolan is brilliant. Yeah, he is brilliant. Um, I personally didn't like Christian Bale. He is not one of you know why he's not one of my favorite guys. Because he's not my favorite Bruce Wayne. No. He was I, I, I keep seeing Patrick Bateman from uh, American Psycho in his Bruce Wayne. And, yep. like, I know Bruce Wayne's supposed to be spoiled, but, like, he's not supposed to make me think of a murderer. No, he's too arrogant. Yeah. He, and, he, and the problem with him is that arrogance is really who he is in real life. Ah. And he can't mask it. Ah. Well, then. So it comes out. And that's one of the reasons why he did so well with American Psycho is because that character was arrogant. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think you make a really good... And the movie he won the Oscar for where he got really skinny, The Fighter. Oh, which was, was a really good movie. Cool but movie. He was very a very selfish character. And he's a selfish person. Okay. I hope I hope if I ever meet him, he doesn't knock me out for agreeing. But at your, it seems... Just tell him I sent you. <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I will tell Christian He Bell. won't remember who I am, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, I will tell... Yo, actually, there was a recent <laughs> Bruce Wayne on, this, on the DC Universe show, Titans, played by the guy who played Jorma... Um, uh, uh, from Game of Thrones. Right, I know who you're talking about. He, he was He's the guy who was in love with the Khaleesi yes. for over many years. Yes, And this was a more sort of like smooth, um, more retired kind of Bruce Wayne. Okay. And like a much older Bruce Wayne. Right. And I thought he did a really, it was, I thought he did a really nice job. And here, I'm going to go really controversial here. I loved David Mazuz, the kid who plays the young Bruce Wayne on Gotham. A lot of people oh, yeah. didn't. I thought that the vulnerability he showed, but also as he grew up grew up on the show, was really special. No, I think he did a fabulous job being the younger Bruce Wayne and having all of that torment, that internal yeah. like struggle of what to do and you know not really knowing his place. Oh. I, I, yeah, absolutely. There. So okay. Since we're on the topic of movies. Okay. You said Bill, your grandfather. Yes. Wrote some sci-fi movies in the 60s. Yes, he what, did. What were, what were those movies? Okay, so the more the more famous one um, is The Green Slime. The Green Slime. Yes. 
I, I'm not familiar with it, but I love the name, and my kids love slime in general. So okay, um, it's it's campy. Uh, again, it's the '60s. It's the '60s. Um, and it's the better of the two. The other one is the Track of the Moon Beast, which I actually haven't been able to see yet because it's kind of hard to find copies of it. Oh wow! Um, so the Green Slime. It's a fun movie. Um, there's a lot of like trivia about it. I don't know if you want to know some of the. Oh, I'd love to. I mean, I, <laughs> I I've seen some of the old some of the old sort of sci-fi horror movies. There's this one. The, called the Trollingberg Terror, which is also known as the Crawling Eye, which is basically just like a giant eye is haunting this like Swiss Alps town. <laughs> I really like that one. So yeah, fire away. What okay, so um, first of all, he wrote this one with his best friend Charles, and so the gist of the movie is that these people go to the moon and they find this slime, and the slime kind of spawns off these like alien creature things, right? But so the back like behind the scenes first of all it, it had a japanese director oh wow so it wasn't an american director and um they actually did two different versions of the movie they did the non-japanese release so mainly you know u.s and other i guess european countries um because it's a love story a love story called the green slime um, there is the love story in the aspect of them on their station and, and, oh, okay. and like the whole, like, we're getting chased by aliens on the spaceship, you know. But it's bringing us together. Like a bonding so, experience. Yeah. <laughs> but the Japanese version cut out all of the love story. <laughs> so, so it's just people being eaten by a slime? Well, no, it's not even that. They're actual, like, aliens oh, okay, that have, okay. like, a big red eye in the middle and they have multiple arms and things like that. Um, it's just that they came out of the green slime. That's that's amazing. Um, and so, um, since it was a Japanese director, they used small Japanese children to play the the aliens. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that is that that probably you would not get away with that. Today. No, not They're today. The, this was the sixties. Yeah, though. the SAG would not no. would not no. go along with no, that. No, but I thought it was really interesting that since they released it in Japan and they completely cut out the whole love story and just made it a, a like a. You know, Godzilla, you didn't have any love interest or anything. It was just a creature walking I, around, I, breaking I, things I and do fighting think, other you I, know, I do think that sometimes it's like in a crutch of uh, of movies. I don't know if it means... I like Hollywood movies, but, you know, sometimes when they throw a love story in it, I'm like, why can't these people just be friends? Why, why <laughs> is it... I mean, I, I know that it bonds you together if you have to survive an attack right. of dinosaurs or, you know, like... just I, I just don't see myself in that scenario making out with someone. I just don't be like, hold on a second. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I so, don't know. So let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> if you've got, you got some more time. Is that okay? Yeah, uh, it's all good. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk. Comic book films. Okay. Uh, the you know, I mean, there. It's all hard. Right, to so, what's your top five then? Ooh, oh, I love when people ask me questions. <laughs> no one ever asks me questions on the show, so you're already my favorite guest. Of this all right, time. awesome. <laughs> so, okay, top comic. Okay, Ooh, top comic. Okay, so my top two, and it bounces between these two or three. Okay. Well, actually, okay, so number one is going to be Batman 89. Really? Yeah. 
Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. my goodness. When you get that from the heiress to the Dark Knight, you know you've blown well, it. Well, I didn't specifically mean comic. I just oh, meant, you like, mean my top films. Yeah, your top oh, five, oh, oh, top I thought five you, movies. This is oh, a movie podcast, Oh, oh I thought right? we were talking just... Oh, no. Then oh. that is... No, that's not in the top 30. Oh, you <laughs> I was me like, wait. <laughs> oh, okay. You, you scared me for a second. Oh, okay. I'm like... I'm like... Ah, okay. I thought you meant comic films. All right. Oh, no, no. Oh, in no. general. Okay. Just films in general. Okay. Yes. I think so, I'll surprise you with my top five. So... My, what, how I'm going to define my top five in this case because is movies I can rewatch and watch and watch and watch over and over and over again okay. that truly make me happy. Okay. Because okay. um, there are movies that are great that might be my favorite. So in my top five, and they're going to be really obvious, to be honest. Okay. They're going to be like, these are not going to be like controversial. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, they're in someone's. Okay. So... I'm gonna go with Return of the Jedi. I guess that's controversial because people don't like the Ewoks, but that's really my favorite Star oh, Wars. Oh, I movie. love that movie. It's great. I love the ending. Yes. I love. I love that. You know, there's a lot of pressure on JJ for this last one. That's all I can say. But <laughs> Return of the Jedi made me so happy, and and I'll pretty much never forgive Ryan Johnson for basically undoing the end of Return of the Jedi with his movie. Um, that's like a constant <laughs> refrain for me on this podcast. It's the okay. only crazy fanboy I get is over The Last Jedi. And my sisters aren't here to control me, so. Okay. Um, <laughs> Have at it, then. Return of the Jedi, <laughs> The Godfather. Okay. Um, uh, Donnie Brasco, Ooh, that's believe a it good or not, one. is one of my favorites. Because um, I went through a big mob movie oh. period of my oh, life. Oh, yes. And and if you ask me, I mean, The Godfather is The Godfather, but to me, Donnie Brasco is like one of the finest acted, most in, like interesting. It's the, my favorite Pacino performance. It's okay. It's Johnny Depp pre cartoon Johnny yes. Depp when really he was still doing some serious stuff and and and, and being a great actor. Yes. So um, I really love that one. Um, if I were to go, so, ooh, I gotta use these slots well. And not make any huge mistakes. I got to throw in some comedy in there. So I'm going to go with um, Animal House, which I realize could not be made now. No. <laughs> could not be made now. Not with what our society has become. Uh, no. Um, uh-uh. But that movie, like seeing that movie was uh, a revolution for me. Okay. And then another movie that I'll just, again, because there's so many, but we're talking about Batman, so I have... Batman stuff on the mind. I okay. gotta go with Kevin Smith's Clerks. To me, okay, the black and white one, his yeah. first one. I, that to me was as a teenager. I think I don't know if we were cutting school that day, but it was like me, a bunch of friends, and we rented this movie we had never heard of before in the video store in Canada where I grew up. I don't even okay. think it was in the theater in Canada, and we're like, well, this looks indie and funny. Let's watch it, and. Uh, it like it overnight changed the way we talked and the way our jokes were and everything like oh, that. Oh, really? So okay. I'm going to throw that in here, but it could switch any other day. Okay, your okay. top five, which My you are prepared, prepared for. Okay. I was now the worst guest. I was the exact kind of guest that I, I'm like, oh, I don't have an answer. So go, go, <laughs> go ahead. Well, I actually just recently did this at work, and we had to like compile our top five. So I'm going to start with my number one. And then I'll go backwards, which I know is weird. But I'll well, start with number what one. I did. I did Return yeah. of the Jedi. That's going to be my... And it's probably not going to be what you think. Gone with the Winds. Oh, it's a... I mean, that's... I mean, why... A lot of people love that movie, right? A lot of people don't know that movie, though. That's true. That is so, true. So... Um, 
I have not seen the whole thing, to be honest. Are you serious? Uh, I'm like, this is, I'm the, I'm literally the worst guest on my own show. Wow. If you can. I'm being honest with you because I'm being real with you. I don't want to like, be like, oh yeah. No, no. no. If, if you can, you should really watch the entire thing. Okay. It's an amazing film. It really is. Um, I mean, yes, it's a history piece and it talks about what was going on in the South during the Civil War. But there's just so much behind that film as far as the way they shot it, the wardrobe, the dialogue. I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful film in its entirety. This is it, Friday Night Movie listeners. I am now carrying a weight of shame around my neck Mm -hmm. and I will be watching Gone with the Wind very soon and reporting back. I had this, but everyone has those movies. My sister, Becky, who's on the show, she says there's a whole list of movies she just, because she's in film, she just is like, look, I pretend to see those movies because I don't want to be shamed, but I haven't seen them yet. But I'm too embarrassed. (laughs) And, um, uh, like, there are old movies that I recently just saw, It's a Wonderful Life. And I recently just saw Casablanca, Casablanca in the last okay. 10 years. And I, so I finished watching Casablanca, and I just walked around for a week going, have you seen Casablanca? That movie's amazing to people. I'm yeah. like, there's, I didn't realize how many things are quoted you know, from that movie. So th- there also is sometimes a, like a right time to get to these things, I'd like to think. And my right time for Gone with the Wind is now. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it also, it's... It's very long, so you have to ze- designate like a good chunk of your time to watch it. So it's I, long, but it's no longer than binging a few episodes of a show. No, on exactly. Netflix. I've watched much worse things, I'm sure, mm-hmm. in like a weekend on Netflix. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. All right. And okay, so um, what else you got? number two, I would have to go also with The Godfather. It's classic. Classic. It's the you know the lines, the acting. Especially if you see, uh, to me, like, I watched it on VHS, like, some, like, really run-over VHS. Yes. But then I was, saw it on, in, like, the digital age. Just how cool that movie looks. Yes. Again, just a, an amazing film. Um, okay. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm a Godfather 1 person. I'm not a Godfather 2 person. I oh. like Godfather 2, but to me, Godfather 1 is the, is the great one. I, I look at one and two as one film. Okay, that's fair too. It's really telling the whole complete story. It's just they had to split it into two films because it was too long of a story. We don't talk about the third one. The third one is like one of the great underachieving things. When you look at like the cat, I mean, yeah. they really blew it. They really, whew, they really blew it with that one. I mean, unfortunately. And Andy Garcia, I have to say, is great in that movie, which is a real shame. But again, it, it, you can have amazing actors. You just you have to have an amazing story to go with it. <laughs> you make a good point, right? And that was one of the problems with like the Ben Affleck Batman movies was he's an amazing actor and director, but the people who were making the film like destroyed it. Accurate, accurate. So Those movies are really tough to watch, even though they he is very really good. are. Yes. <laughs> Those are really, they are really tough to watch. They are plotting. Like the best part of the Batman movie is that kooky dream, dream sequence. The Batman Superman is that kooky dream sequence yeah. that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. So bizarre. I don't know what they were smoking. <laughs> Not the right stuff, apparently. Um, <laughs> all right. So your number three. All right. My number three would have to be 
Empire Strikes Back. Okay. All right. I am a Star Wars fan myself. Okay. Um, so then we're to number four, which would have to be... Right. Great. Empire Strikes Back is so great. Between Star Wars fans... No one really needs to talk about it. Like, you know why, right? <laughs> like, it's like, you gotta have, we gotta have a Star Wars. Yeah. Everyone has their flavor of Star Wars, but like, yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? I think that Revenge of the Sith doesn't get enough credit. I, I think am that was 100% a great, with you. Yeah, I think that was really out of those first three that they tried to like, all right, this is the beginning of how everything started. I think that one gets the least amount of credit, and I think that really shows how the whole switch happened and like oh, why yeah. he got so dark and like wanted to take on this responsibility of saving everyone but and in he, the process a, he completely lost himself and and it it really does show you what a tragic character is but it doesn't but they have him do things that are so evil that you have no doubt who Darth Vader is right, right. And, and that's a tough thing. I feel this is we're, we're going to talk about the Joker. Okay. One of the things that I had reticence about the Joker was like, how am I supposed to feel sympathy for the Joker? He's got to be evil, or it's not going to work for me. And uh, because the Joker really, you know, right? Like I don't want to sit around feeling bad for the Joker. And and I think ultimately they get you to that place. Uh, well. We'll, we'll talk about We'll get that to number five. Oh, yeah. We're like... We'll get to the Joker all right, in a so, minute. So because your... I want to respond to that. Um, so what am I at? Number four now? Okay. So um, I'm a huge John Travolta fan. Very cool. Huge. So Saturday Night Fever. Oh, wow. Also a much darker movie than anyone thinks based on the music. Oh, yeah. That is a heavy movie. Oh, yes. A lot of stuff going on in that movie. Um, and then... <laughs> My number five is always hard because there's so many amazing films out there. But to go back to what you were saying about I can always go back to this movie and watch it again and again and again. Sucker Punch. Wow. I have always wanted to see that. And it's constantly being like... Uh, it's constantly made fun of and sort of, oh, you know, it's derided. It's beautifully but when done. E- whenever I see the commercials, I'm like, really? Was this movie bad? I really want to no. see this. It looks so cool. Please check it out. Okay. All right. Um, I've always wanted is... to see it. I didn't know anything about it when I watched it for the first time. I don't know anything about it at all. I just don't um, I was really impressed with the sequences that they did. Because it's like something that it's kind of inception. It's something inside of something inside oh, of something okay, else. Okay, very cool. So it's not true reality of what's happening to the person. So you have to follow along of what's going on. And I think that the way that they had put it together was absolutely beautiful. And then with the soundtrack that they put along with it, oh my god, I was just like, I, this is amazing. Like, how did people so, say that this was a bad movie? <laughs> so, so that's Snyder, correct? That's Zack yes. Snyder? So where do you come down, or my, if I, you know, I come down on Zack Snyder? I, I've, so I loved, um, I loved Watchmen. I know a lot of, some people didn't like it. Yeah, but it I was thought, a good I one. I thought Watchmen was excellent. Uh, I dug the first 300, right? That was his two, I think? I believe so. Um, and I, I, I'm now I'm really intrigued by Sucker Punch. There's all this conversation about the Snyder Cut. I feel like I see a new article every day about yeah, the Snyder it's, Cut. Whatever, it's just hype. <laughs> I, I, I really don't know what happened when he transitioned over to 
the Batman, you know, movies. Like, I really, I don't know what happened there. Like, yeah. lost his yeah. mojo. He should get yeah. back to doing sort of his own thing. I think so. I think he um, really disappointed a lot of people. I don't know. And I don't know exactly, like... I know a lot of hands are in the pot when they're putting these things together, so I don't know if like he had to follow somebody else's direction as far as what he wanted to do with this, but there are certain things that I really don't like that he did. Um, you know, I don't like the fact that some of the casting he did or chose, um, I don't necessarily like that he tried to kind of mash too many things into one. I think if he had focused more on a specific storyline or something a little less like all over the place, um, it might have gone a little better. I, I think with the comic book movies, we, we sort of once in a while we pay the price where these ones that have like the backdoor introduction of other characters, those are rarely the best movies though, right? If I think of my favorite of the of the comic book movies which was what i thought our original answer question was <laughs> um winter soldier okay thor ragnarok and okay. batman 89 are probably my three and then and probably guardians of the galaxy right and all of those are ones that told essentially one story with a set group you of mean characters flash gordon's not on that list oh flash gordon should that i mean i think you make a really good point i didn't think to i mean uh, flash gordon was uh, like an absurd thing for me as a kid like Oh, it's one of my favorites. I've seen that movie like a zillion times. I have a friend who became a diplomat. He decided to take a diplomatic career because of Flash Gordon. Really? He saw Flash Gordon. Oh, yeah, and we've watched it together. And so he saw Flash Gordon, and he said, he said, I saw all these people from all these different places. And right. they're all having to like deal with all these problems and these different issues between them. And after this bigger threat, he said it made me want to go and travel the world and be a diplomat. That's amazing. Yeah. So I, I recognize Flash Gordon's, but I don't think of it as a comic book movie, only because the first time I ever saw it was in, in that film sort of sense. And like, right. like, it's not a, like everything else I just mentioned are all things I knew existed as comic books before I, before they, before they were on the screen. Okay. I, I don't think I necessarily knew that it was a comic book themed movie because it wasn't the Flash Gordon that you see from the comics. Um, I, and I knew that Flash was a, a comic book character, but um, I, I looked at it more as a film. Okay, got it. And with a great Queen song. Of course. It. Queen's yeah. amazing. Queen is amazing. They did the whole soundtrack. It wasn't just that one song. Oh, I feel like that should have been in more of the Bohemian Rhapsody movie then, which I liked. Um, they might have had issues with, you There's know, probably some rights and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, they wrote the whole score for that movie. Oh, God, those guys are so cool. It's so crazy. Genius. All right, let's talk about the Joker. Okay. Because we've been dancing around it. I know we We've have. been dancing down the steps <laughs> in the in Queens or the Bronx. Where Where is that? Uh, uh, I was supposed to, I guess it was supposed Staten, to be the Bronx, uh, uh, but... So Oh, right, because it's Gotham, so it's not... Right. But yeah, we've been dancing up and down the steps. Yes. <laughs> so I am on record on the show, and I, again, I, I'm being real with you, that I was miserable almost every minute of that movie. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, my wife, like, I looked at her during the movie, and I was like, I can't believe you made us come to see this. And I'm the comic book guy, right? Right. So I thought it would be a comic book movie. I said, yeah, but it wasn't, you know. But I also say at the same time, I think it deserves all of the accolades it's getting for acting for direction, for the intensity, 
Uh, I just, I just like, it just was an exercise in misery for me. I was just like upset throughout the whole movie. Um, Okay. So were you upset that it was an actual serious film and not a comic film? No, no, not at all. Or were you just upset with the subject matter? Uh, so not at all and not at all. I, I, one of the things I love about the Joker is that they've put us in a position where there is no one Joker. There is no one Joker backstory. Right. This isn't like Batman's parents, parents. being killed or, or Uncle Ben being killed. Right. And, and Ledger did such a beautiful job in that moment, you know, where he sort of spins the different yarns right. of, of potential backstories. Yes. So, so I think, I mean, it wasn't, he wasn't the first one to do that, but he did that so well on film. So I'm good with, this could be the Joker. This could not be the Joker. For me, the score of the movie in particular and the um, sort of constant going crazy stuff that Joaquin Phoenix was doing was off-putting for me. Okay. But, at, but he's off-putting in general. Right. So I didn't go in there like <laughs> I didn't go in there like as a as, excuse me as a as a as a prime customer for this. Okay. Um and I, and I and then I would say like if there was a story element to it, I, I think the way they there's a lot of folks who talked about it saying they weren't sure what was real and what wasn't real. I feel like a lot of those things were like really telegraphed, like they were made really clear. Some things right. were in his head, some things weren't in his head. Right. You could tell by the way his hair was done, and mm-hmm. like that was that was there. Right. And I felt like that was almost like, and I, this could be studio interference at this point, you know. But there was some spoon feeding of things that had they been more subtle, it would have been less grating on me. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just like to me that like cello noise, and then all of the like uh, swing music, sort of lounge music stuff. Was okay. Just, uh, mixed with the going crazy scenes just did me in. I was just annoyed the whole time. Oh. Um, but great performance. Okay. Great directing. Good movie. I'm glad it is doing as well as it's doing. Okay. okay. Now, so now I've just pontificated to you because <laughs> I wanted you to have context. I didn't want to got you with my, my answers on this. Well, I mean, Where I've, do you come down? Um, I was... I am like I am now. I, when I walked out of watching the movie, I was speechless. Like, I couldn't... I needed time to process what I had just seen. Um, it was intense, for sure. Um, and, of course, like people were like, oh, because I was at the premiere. And so... As soon as I was finished with it, people were like, so, how was it? And I'm like, um, first of all, it is a not a comic movie. No. Don't walk into that theater thinking that it's out of the comic books, because it's not in any way. If anything, it evokes that sort of Will Eisner, you know, the contract with God, like those darker graphic novels. Right. That are sort of stories of real people falling on hard times. Right. Like, this could have been a real person. Right. That had real mental health issues, who was pushed beyond the limit and snapped. So here's a question about his, him being pushed. It, one of the great reveals of the movie, or if you believe it, in, in the way the story unfolds, is the way his mother and her boyfriend treated him. 
this root experience. Right. And that to me was a fascinating reveal that all these terrible things happened in society, but there was this root. That, that part I actually really in, not enjoyed, but I found that especially haunting. I thought they were going to leave it more ambiguous. Right. And that they were going to tie it more to the Wayne family. But the fact that they seem to have proof and evidence that his mother abused him was right. was really uh, was at the really core intense. of what the the issue was for him. That was intense. It was. Um, You're making it, me like this movie more. <laughs> well, there's so much into it. Like you really have to think about all of the subtleties of the movie. Because, like you said, there was there, they made some things pretty obvious. But if you look beyond the obvious and what they were really trying to portray, there's a lot going on there. Um, you know, and like you were saying on how it gave a little more when they revealed what really happened with the mother and how he was horribly abused. It brings me back to like Rob Zombie's version of the Halloween. Oh wow! Movie. Okay, cool. Well, because the original, the original is the original. Like you can't carpenter. Okay, like at his best. Yes. Not at his like. But schlockiest. I know that Rob Zombie's version didn't get the welcoming that it should have from the fan base. The thing that I loved about Rob Zombie's Halloween is that it really showed what happened to Michael Myers and why he did what he did. It didn't just show a little boy in a clown costume with a knife and he killed his sister because she had sex. Like, no, there was real problems going on for a child to do something like that. Which in a lot of ways is like way more haunting. Like oh, this, yes. this Joker is, is terrifying because of how realistic a lot of the elements yes. are. Yes, and it really touches upon things that people don't want to look at in our society um and i think that's why a lot of people didn't like this movie um because it really was in your face like this is real that's uh, so that part i'm really with you on the mental health one thing that i've always been sort of frustrated and that i've seen this unfold there are folks who are have health insurance i know that are perfectly capable and are seeking help, and even them to be able to find help that they can afford is difficult. And is consistent is like beyond, beyond difficult. Yes. Can you imagine what someone who had the root issues that this young man had, who then endured all the other stuff he endured? Right. Like, like, yeah, no kidding. He ends up the Joker, and that's a very powerful message in the movie. It is, and so it's, that's why I'm I, saying like, I, I liked. I, I, I think the movie is good. I was just so upset. Watched. I was so upset. Maybe because I wanted to see Zombieland two that night, and I didn't oh, want to geez. see. I didn't want to see. It. Really? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, um, but I mean, I I I actually got into a debate with somebody on Facebook about the Joker, and he was he's younger. I want to say he's probably in his twenties. Um. You know, and he's like, oh, I'm not going to go see it because it's not the Joker. And wah, wah, wah. And I'm like, no, it's not the Joker. Um, this is more something along the lines of, like, 
Clockwork Orange. And he goes, I yes. don't know what that movie is. And I'm yeah. like, you're sad. You're 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 very you're missing out on some amazing um, film if you don't know what Clockwork Orange is. I mean, it really does jump into the whole you know society's influence on people's behavior and how people react to that and the consequences of what happens so i think you're picking up themes because clockwork orange is another movie i recognize as a great film it was a miserable experience watching for me oh it's a difficult movie to watch and when i had lasik a couple of years ago all i could think of was clockwork orange because they put that thing in your eye and they zap you but I, you, you make, but I mean, it's it, it goes along with what these serious films have to say. That is true. Yeah, it's not just this is a disturbing film. This is this is our society, and it's in your face. And either you're going to acknowledge that it exists, or you're going to do what a lot of people did and walk out. You you make you make a really good point. I um. I, I think that I think that folks who are discounting this movie before seeing it, it's unfair. I actually tell people you should see it. People should. Oh, see Oh, that's this the first movie. thing I said because people were like, "Oh, how was it?" And I go, "Just go see it. Make your own opinion. It's not a comic book movie. It's super serious. Go see it." Now, when we talk, <laughs> so and, and the other thing is, is that I feel like the anyone who's complaining about this not being the Joker is really not following because in our lifetime, I know of at least three, four Jokers. Before this one, uh-huh. that I think are all excellent and wildly di- more different than even the Batman's. You've got Jack Nicholson's Joker, right? Who goes back to the original gangster, you know, roots of where Batman really was in the '30s and the '40s when he didn't have, you know, so many colorful people to go against, and it really was, you know, a reflection of what was going on in New York City, toward in the middle and end of the '30s. I mean, it was all gangsters, so. He filled that gangster role. He, yeah, he's that mobster. It's yes. like, you know, he's almost like like his Chinatown character yes. turned super crazy. Yes. Then you got Ledger. Yes. Who I, I'm not, I think Ledger does the, What I, you know what Ledger reminds me of? Who? The alien from Aliens. Okay. okay. Who I think is the, I think the alien from Aliens is the most terrifying creation ever. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a hunter. It, you don't really know why it's doing what it's doing. It's virtually unstoppable. It's genetically almost unstoppable. Right. And as much as I really love the movie Prometheus, which makes me an outlier, I think that when I you actually like that movie too. Oh, so. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> but I I was okay with Prometheus not tying everything up because I think the not knowing about the aliens is what makes them so terrifying. Ledger's Joker yes. is that. It's irrelevant. The way that character is, it's irrelevant. It's just that he's this terrifying, unstoppable force. Yes. Chaos and villainy. Yes. So that's that one. Then you've got uh, Hamill, which is like my favorite one. I love... I the love, animated series was amazing. I'm rewatching so. it all right now. Oh, okay. I mean, it's amazing. It's, a, it's so good. It, it really is, is. It's not even a kid's show. It's just a great show. Yes. I mean, the, the, set, the music and the themes. I mean, wow. Well, when that came out, um, I was getting ready to go to art school. And so I was fascinated with the process of that 
animation because it wasn't animated on white paper. They actually did it in the reverse where they did it on black paper and put all the highlights in. That's amazing. So that's why so that's it has why that unique look, look. Yes. And they were the first one to ever use that method. And then and then they went digital for the later Timverse, the, the later shows in that series, right? So like after they finished the original Batman run and they made the Justice League, they weren't really doing... Uh, yeah. I they, think they moved far... But when you look at those original ones, it, it, it yes. looks like real animation. It's, yes. And that's why it's so beautifully dark. Yes. It's amazing. So you got that. And then you have... Um, so, how did you, so we talked about Gotham. Yes. Cameron uh, Monaghan, is that how you pronounce his name? I think who so. Who played Jerome and then right. the brother. To me, is also one of the most amazing Jokers. So there's, I think there's a ton of room for these different interpretations of this character. I even like Jared Leto's Joker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like People rock. hated him. And I'm like, no, that's the modern gangster. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... To it to a T. I mean, he. I, I I loved that version of him. Yeah, I I think people. You know, I think people were super psyched about it when they were looking at the pictures, and then they when the movie wasn't what they wanted it to be. You know, then they kind of turned on it. But I think he he was awesome. He he, he was great. He was great cast. Um, yes. Uh, Athena, you have been beyond generous with your time. I'm like humbled. <laughs> I just looked at the clock down here and I'm like, oh my goodness. I cannot. I'm, this I'm is a gonna, movie watcher. What can th I say? This is going to be a, this is, I do like, this is going to be a whole episode of our show if Aww. that's okay. Because this is like too special and I, I, I just wish you could have met my sisters because they would have had so much fun with you. Aww, uh, well, uh, I'm, uh, so I'm a movie watcher, like I said, so. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> I would love to take a moment and make sure we talk about things that are important to you that you either want to promote. Um, I, I know that on, on my computer, when we walked away to get lunch, like Batman leaving the calling card, you <laughs> left the heiress to the dark night, um, uh, www.athenafinger.com card. Yes. It's this awesome little bat card. This is one of the <laughs> coolest things that's ever happened. Um, but what else should people know about what you're working on and how they can support the awesome work you're doing? Um, well, as far as what's going on with Bill Finger, we are starting a um, campaign, movement, whatever you want to call it, to get him a star in Hollywood on Boulevard. Long so, overdue. Yes. I did attempt this year. Didn't go over for whatever reason. But uh, I have a friend of mine that we started a tribute film back in 2014 uh, when I first came into the scene. I, I wasn't part of the comic book scene growing up or oh, anything. Wow. So I didn't really come into this until 2014 for the 75th anniversary of Batman. Um, and so we're turning that tribute film into calling it starring Bill Finger to get him the star in Hollywood. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and we're going to focus not just on his works for Batman, because like I said, he also created the Green Lantern. He created Wildcat. He wrote the first Kryptonite story. He wrote for Marvel. He wrote for TV, radio, movies, the army. I mean, he wrote for anyone and everyone that he could. That's amazing. Um, so we're going to focus on all of his bodies of work and show why it's so important for him to have a star also. Um, the other things that I, I like to work on, um, I, I really want artists to know that they don't have to be in the situation that a lot of these artists back in the day were, where they had their credits stolen from them. Um, so protect yourself, protect your bodies of work, whether 
you're an artist or writer or whatever it is that you do, a musician, an inventor. It, I mean, look at what happened to Tesla. I mean, it <laughs> happens across the board. So just if you come up with something that's unique, protect it. Protect yourself, protect your whatever creation you have brought into this world um, so that you don't have it stolen from you. Um, I know that it's hard. I'm an artist also. You don't always think of these legal issues, so I want people to be aware of that. And um, you know, find your local artist, lawyer, whatever it is. There are a lot of groups out there, depending on the state that you're in, that you can get legal help either for free or for small amounts of money. So uh, make sure you protect your work. And um, you know, you can follow me on social media. I do my own art. I paint. Oh, awesome. I draw. Um, I do I, commission I work. I draw too, as you can see these little cartoon You're, characters. They're awesome. I Those love are it. not mine. That is a famous artist. Okay. That is not me. That is well, a friend. These I love are, your these stickers. <laughs> they're awesome. The, the backdrop was a gift of an artist who we became friends with who surprised us with it. That's awesome. Um, uh, yeah. People are awesome. They are. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of what I'm doing. I have a day job. I teach math to eighth grader. So, um, you know, don't, I keep don't myself Don't all of us in the creative world have day jobs, right? We have to. we got to pay bills, right? <laughs> right, right exactly. <laughs> well, Athena Finger, it is truly an honor to have you here. Um, you're part of the Friday Night Movie family. Aw, thank and, you. Um, uh, thanks so much. Have a great rest of the expo. We hope we can take out some and please, if you want to talk more movies, just ask. Oh, my goodness. We'll be in touch. We okay. Might, I, I'd love to have you back as a guest, like, via Skype with my sisters. Of course. That would be amazing. That would be a lot of fun. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. You have been listening to the Friday Night Movie Podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of our Pottern family. Remember to listen and subscribe to the show everywhere that you get your podcasts and of course follow us on social media at fry night movie on twitter and instagram thanks again for listening